Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Carrie. And we're Identical, Identical Twins. Twins. We are so excited to talk to you about all things related to church music here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Now, each week we will break down a hymn. It could be an old favorite, or it could be one you've never heard of. But it is our prayer that you will worship with us no matter what song it is. So let's get started here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Kelly. I'm Carrie. And, and we're, we're Identical Twins. twins. Welcome to our another episode of Him Talk, Twin Talk. We are just loving getting into this Easter season. I mean, yes. we are in Lent and Good Friday's coming up, yep. and we are planning a bunch of great episodes. Do you remember how fun it was like at in December to yes. have like a theme for a bunch of episodes? Right. That's kind of how it is. Right. We're going to do that this, after Easter. We're going to be be really focusing in on some amazing and awesome Resurrection hymns. Right. Yeah. There's so many. There's so many. I mean, so many hymns just kind of, you know, mention that Jesus is alive yes. or they focus on the cross yes. or they focus on the kingship of Jesus. I mean, we did the old rugged cross and they right. focused on the cross. We could have been doing that one. To me, there's so many yeah. songs that are for Easter. Right. But then, you know, there's just a few that it's almost like only Easter. I know. It seems weird to like... Sing, sing it them in the, any other in day, August or right? So, but we have some great songs yes. about um, about Jesus's resurrection. We have great songs about the cross, and actually, you know, speaking of the cross, we wanted to share what we bought. Yes, we have these awesome bracelets, <laughs> these awesome cross bracelets. And I love mine. I don't know. We found them on Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's really neat. There's this great Christian community on Instagram. I know, right? And so we found them. They found us. Yep. The the store is called the Ultimate Faith Store. Yes. The Ultimate Faith Store. And, and you know, they kind of, you know, in a way, remind me of us. You know, they're small but yep. passionate. Yeah. They love what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And they have products just for every taste, yep. for every yep. style. Um, it's a lot of jewelry. I mean, I actually really I loved the jewelry. I know. We grabbed these cross bracelets because they were really pretty. And they're really simple. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a thin silver chain with the thin, simple cross. Right. And the prices are fairly reasonable. And it's free shipping. And they gave us a promotional code for 30% off How's for that? all our listeners. Is that crazy? 30% off. So we'll have their information on our social media. Yeah. But if you look up ultimatefaith.store, Mm -hmm. You will find there everything about them. But yep. they have a huge catalog. I have to say, I saw one, and it's just so cute. So it's a little baby onesie, and it says, I am proof that God answers prayers. Aww. What a great gift Aww, for, like, a baby that. shower yeah. or just after the baby is yep. born. Aww. I am proof that God answers prayers. So they have so many cute things. Really check them out, ultimatefaith.store. And all of our Him Talk Twin Talk listeners will get a discount. All right, so if you want to place an order, make sure you use the discount code 30LOFF. It's all capital letters, 30LOFF. Yeah, and maybe you can get a nice bracelet like ours. A nice cross bracelet. We'll all match. <laughs> we'll all match. <laughs> all right, so now this brings us to our hymn. And yes. I think people are going to wonder if it's about the cross. Well. It kind of is. It kind of is. It kind of is. Are you ready to hear it? This week's hymn is... Were, Were You There? <laughs> it seems 
kind of weird to have applause after the hymn, Were You There? Because it's a sad one. It's probably the saddest song, most kind of raw, emotional right. song we've ever done. Right. And, and it's totally different. Right. When planning worship and stuff, it's hard to make room in worship for something that's really, really sad. A lot of the times we are emotional in worship. We cry mm-hmm. um, or tears mm-hmm. come to our eyes. I mean, you and I cry a lot. Yeah, <laughs> almost every song. Yeah. And it's because the songs are so beautiful or so meaningful mm-hmm. and we're just contemplating God's love for us and it's just, mm-hmm. oh, wow. Um, but this song, the words themselves are sad. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually not considered a hymn. A spiritual is really a type of religious folk song that is most closely associated with the enslavement of African people in the American South. Right. Now, they did... very specific. It's a spiritual. Right. That was passed on orally. Mm -hmm. It wasn't found in books. Slaves weren't allowed to even learn to read or write. So they were singing these songs, they were making them up, and they were passing them on orally. And the tradition of just singing and passing it along, it lent itself to just changing the music, changing the rhythm. Changing the words. I mean, the songs were sung for years before anybody wrote them down. And how do we even know that we're singing them the way they were originally sung? We don't know. The African-American spiritual constitutes one of the largest and most significant forms of American folk song. Right. So now, what is American folk song? I mean, when I hear American folk song, I'm thinking like Home on the Range. Right. Clementine. Oh, my darling. Right. So American folk song are just traditional songs that have been sung within the same family or folk group for generations. They can trace their origins back to Great Britain, Europe, or Africa. American folk song is like the umbrella. And then the forms would be bluegrass, Mm -hmm. gospel, um, Appalachian folk songs, Mm -hmm. blues, jazz, hip hop. These are all American folk songs. Now, if it's native to the United States or developed here, mostly here, even if it started in a foreign country, um, it just struck musicologists as something distinctly new. Right. So we actually call this roots music. Right. Now, this serves as the, as the basis for music that, that came out later. So, you know, if you have like rock and roll that came mm-hmm. out of the jazz or blues tradition, then that's the roots music because right. it, it that's where it started. started. Yeah, and it is so cool. I mean, in the musical world, mm-hmm. America is pretty new, right? You know, I mean, countries existed way before ours, and they have their music, but American music yeah. started, and it was all new. There right. was nothing like it before. It was, it's just like this country of ours, yeah. all new. And so I love studying this, you know, historical American music, yeah. where it came from, why it was written. So the term spiritual is derived from the King James Bible translation of Ephesians 5.19. Do you know yeah. that verse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, mm-hmm. singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Right. That's your spiritual. That's where this came from. And that verse is like the basis for worship. Mm -hmm. So you want a worship that does all of those Mm -hmm. things. So Were You There, I think, is a pretty famous spiritual. I mean, a lot of people know it. It has been recorded by some famous artists. I I mean, Johnny Cash's version, I think, is pretty famous. Wow. I mean, in my research, I found a really pretty arrangement by the Supremes. Oh, my gosh. That's so... From 1966. That's so cool. And um, it's not as, like, slow and sad. Okay. But 
and, and but it's not as doo-woppy as their normal. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But I mean it's really pretty. Aww. So we're gonna sing a verse of it. For sure, you. let's show them. Yeah. So Were You There is in our hymnal. Mm-hmm. And we learned that it's in 193 other hymnals. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's not a ton of hymnals. It's not really. I know. Because we've seen so many, but um it's in ours. All right, so here's first one. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there? Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Picture singing this with a big group, you know, yeah. a big choir with lots of harmonies and lots yeah. of moving parts. And you know, people might be a little confused about the words. Okay, okay, because it's, were you there when they crucified my Lord? Mm-hmm. I mean, so what's the answer to that? Uh, well, we weren't. No. <laughs> and then the second question is, were you there when they nailed him to the tree? And what's the answer to that? Uh, nope, nope. Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? No, no. Were you there when he rose up from the grave? No. No. So this is something that the theologians do and when we study the Bible and when mm-hmm. we're talking about worship. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's called anamnesis. What's that? <laughs> What's that? Have yes. you heard of this word, you guys? Anamnesis. Anamnesis. Okay. I mean, obviously, none of us were actually there. Right. But this is an example of anamnesis. Okay. It's from the Greek, and it literally means to remember. Okay. But, Carrie, it's more than remembering. It's actually re, R-E, member. Okay. Remember. Like, we're members of the story, and we're reliving it. Mm. And I think it's just such a great way to think about remembering. It's more, it's not just a story from our past. It's a story of our present. Mm Mm-hmm. We were there. And, you know, people, our our brothers and sisters of the Jewish faith do this every Passover Seder. They say we were slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt. The Lord our God took us out. Right. So they weren't the slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt. No, but they say that. They say we were the slaves. We say we were there. I mean, a lot of times you hear things like, we were the ones who nailed him to the tree. Right. We were the ones who, you know, whipped his back. It was us. Right. And it's also like the little quippy comment when yeah. someone says, when were you saved? You know, when did you decide to follow the uh-huh. Lord? When were you saved? They say, I was saved at the cross. Right. I was saved at the cross. Right. It happened there. Um, now, we do something else in worship mm-hmm. that is a, a, another form of anamnesis. Oh, well, that has to be communion. 
That's right. <laughs> I mean, we actually say the words in remembrance. Right. Do this in remembrance of me. And of course, this is a Greek word right. in remembrance. It's it's the, it comes from the same word that that we have anamnesis. Right. Were you there? Is an anamnetic song. Yeah. I don't know if it's anamnetic song. What's there? Yeah, we really don't know. <laughs> it's an anamnetic song that is meant to bring the past events of Christ's suffering and death into the present mm-hmm. and then transform us in its light. It is not just of the past. Right. It is the present. I remember when I was writing my dissertation for my yeah. doctorate degree, and that dissertation had to go through many, many um, drafts and right. edits between my advisor and me. And I remember the comments from my advisor were, were things like, bring this into the present. Don't talk about Jesus in the past. Bring it to the present. As Aww. many, I know, I, and th- it has always stuck with me. And, of course, I learned this word there, too. I right. mean, this was It was a, such a part of worship. We're not just remembering a story from the past. We're re Membering it. We're becoming members of it and making it real to us. Having a spiritual like this has another layer of anamnesis because we are not only to remember Jesus's suffering. Right. We are to remember the circumstances of which this song was written. Right. Which is slaves Mm -hmm. suffering. Slaves, when they were singing their spiritual Mm -hmm. songs, they identified with Jesus, Carrie. They identified with his suffering. They were suffering. Jesus suffered. Jesus was able to rise again. They would be able to rise again. There was hope. I mean, talk about being so real to them. When they were saying, were you there when they crucified my Lord? They're saying they're suffering. Right. They're suffering. And many of the things that I read said that even some of the verbiage that's used in these spirituals have direct correlation to what they are experiencing. Mm -hmm. Verse 2, were you there when they nailed him to the tree? They didn't say the word cross, and that can be representative of their the trees that they were lynched on. Right. I mean, it was a tree that they suffered on. It was a tree that Jesus suffered mm-hmm. on. And so the African-American slaves who were singing these songs knew that Jesus understood their suffering. Mm-hmm. They knew that deep, deep, deep inside. I mean, I think of the other spiritual song. It's not in our hymnal. Right. Um, but nobody knows the trouble yeah. I've seen. Yeah. I'm sure many of our listeners know that as well. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows but, but Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. So that's yeah. another example. Well, it's... um. It's also like secretive and coded, right? A little yes. bit because yes. so maybe the slave owners could be listening and mm-hmm. think that it's just about Jesus. But the hidden message here um, is that it's about themselves too. They're searching for that hope and for that that peace to make it through every day. Right. Um, and that hope and peace came, came from the Lord. Right. And they, I mean, they needed that. Of course. I mean, they needed that. We all need that right yeah, now. Right. But, I mean, they really needed it. that period in history. Right. So, I mean, you mentioned the spiritual, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. I mean, there are some pretty famous spirituals out there. And I think people in the general population, not just singers, Mm -hmm. not just musicians, I think people know them. So what are some others? Well, I wonder if any of our listeners know some. We have some real common ones that Mm -hmm. most people would know. And they might not even know it has a spiritual history. Right. Like, he's got the whole world in his hands. Great. You know? Yeah. 
Or how about Swing Low, Sweet Chariot? That's another great That's one. That's a great one with a lot of hidden hidden messages, yep. right? Joshua fit the Battle of Jericho. Great one. Mm-hmm. Love it. I used to do this with my students. Okay. You gotta sing when the Spirit says sing. You gotta sing when the Spirit says sing. I love it. That's a great one. For this episode, we researched a lot of spirituals, and we just had a ball singing them. So we're going to do a little name that tune. So Kelly is going to, what, are you going to hum it? Yeah. Oh, you won't? Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Do, do, do. Okay, okay, go ahead. Okay. Do, 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 do. I know it. Keep going, just in case people don't know. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, oh Lord, have mercy on me. I mean, I totally knew it. Let us break bread together. Great yes. communion you guys, song. She totally knew it. Like she was singing along with me. So I yeah. couldn't even trick her. Okay, my turn to do a little name that tune. Right. So I'm going to start to do do it. And when you know it, <laughs> you do, can do do along. <laughs> All right. Do 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 upon the mountain my lord spoke out of his mouth came fire and smoke all around me looked so fine asked my lord if all was mine. Oh, every time I feel the spirit. <laughs> All right, are you singing along, you guys? These are great. Listen, we should totally post a video of us singing, like with the piano and everything. Yes, definitely. Yes. I mean, because yeah. these are fun to sing. It's these almost are fun to sing. like once we start, we can't stop. I know. But we have to go back and do Where You There. I know, I know, I know, I know. Where are you there? Where are you there? So, for first of all, we talked about spirituals being passed orally, mm-hmm. and they were really improvised, as yes. did the singers. Mm-hmm. So, we don't really know what it maybe sounded like. A, one singer could have sang it their yeah. way, and someone else could have changed it. There's a record of about 6,000 spirituals Aww. or sorrow songs, which is sometimes what they were called. So, we just named like five of them. I know. <laughs> but the thing is, Carrie, is that slaves were prohibited to learn to read to, or write. Right. So, we don't really know how many there were. Right. I mean, the guess is that they would be way more than that. Right. Way more than that. So the songs were sung um, to express their suffering, mm-hmm. to praise God. It was like a, an area that they had a little bit of freedom. They could mm-hmm. sing and express themselves. You know, sometimes the slaveholders would take their musical instruments away. Mm. They would take their music. It was just about control. Right. But on Sunday mornings, most of most of these areas had a church, and they were permitted to go to church. Right. And these services lasted for hours mm. because, again, it was when they were away from right. their life. They got to be with their people. They mm-hmm. got to sing. Um, and so, so they lasted forever. Yeah. 
and they would sing these songs and then those songs would go out into the fields they would sing them all the day a lot of times you hear a nice strong rhythm right and it would be because they were doing the singing with their work you know bending down standing up and they would have that rhythm with the song and so there was a a big sense of rhythm that you know we don't see in a lot of other songs they they there was rhythm there and it was to keep keep them in time. So after 1863, after the Civil War, Mm -hmm. after the 13th Amendment to the Constitution, which officially abolished slavery in 1865, most former slaves distanced distanced themselves from the music of their captivity. Right. You can picture that, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. These songs had a whole bunch of bad memories. You know, they didn't want to sing them. So what, you know, musicologists and music history people have, mm-hmm. you know, studied spirituals and they've f- found that the spirituals fall into three categories. Mm-hmm. There's a call and response category, which is when a leader begins and the choir responds and it kind of goes back and forth. Mm -hmm. And then there's a slow and melodic type of spiritual. And these have very expressive phrasing and they have a slower tempo. And then there's a fast and rhythmic type of spiritual. And I feel like we've sung all three. I know, we kind of did it all. But Uh, I mean, were you there? It's definitely slow and melodic. Yeah. Yes, yes. Now, I just want to talk a little bit about the lyrics of these spirituals. We've heard them a little bit. Mm -hmm. The lyrics usually would deal with Old Testament people who had to overcome great tribulations and the slaves could easily identify with them. You know, and of course we've just named spirituals that were about Moses, mm-hmm. yeah. Moses, mm-hmm. and Joshua, Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. You hear about a blind man being healed. Mm-hmm. All of these stories, all of these songs, come from Old Testament stories of people who you know suffered, right. who suffered. But of course, the biggest story of suffering is Jesus. Mm-hmm. So you have Jesus being crucified, mm-hmm. Jesus being beaten, Jesus suffering. And that is a a major lyric in these spirituals, all about Jesus. This was a way to pass on their faith, Mm -hmm. too. So they couldn't read. They couldn't read the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so what they did was they memorized the stories and they told the stories. They wanted the stories to be passed down. And how did they do that? They did it with song. Right. It makes so much sense. So these spirituals, you guys, had lots of purposes. Mm-hmm. You know, it was to uplift them, it was to connect them, it was to tell the story, it was to remember the story, it was to pass on the story. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, are we talking at all about how there were hidden messages to help with the Underground Railroad? Yes. So they were actually coded messages. Yeah. And I mean, you know, this could be a topic for a, to- a totally it's so another day. But when you really look at this period of history, I mean, Harriet Tubman herself mm-hmm. was who they, they considered Moses to be mm-hmm. when they sang the song, the spirituals. Right. And when they sang about heaven and the promised mm-hmm. land. Mm-hmm. The promised land was the north. The north. It yeah. was about going through the Underground Railroad and being getting, and there. getting to freedom. Yeah. And when they talked about crossing the River Jordan, mm-hmm. they were talking about the Ohio River <sighs> because that meant that they would be up in the north and yeah. they would be free. Yeah. So they're singing these songs and they have double meanings. Right. And I think that is so interesting. Mm-hmm. And it is definitely something as music teachers, right. that would that's an awesome lesson for our students. It's music, it's music history, but it's also our culture and American history. Right. I mean, I remember teaching my students follow the drinking gourd. Yes. Yeah, and that was all about escaping to freedom. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, eventually they do get written down. I mean, they do get written down. If they never got written down, like, we wouldn't have this treasure of songs today. Right. 
So the first time we see this in print is a like a, a hymnal, okay. and it's called Jubilee Songs as Sung by Slayton's Jubilee Singers, and it's published in 1884-1885. It's not quite the were you there that we know. Now, there were changes every time it was published, right. but the way we have it dates back to 1902. In 1902, it was published, and it's basically the same version mm-hmm. that we have. Now... You heard me mention the Jubilee Singers, right. and we're going to talk about them. There was another group of singers, not quite as popular, almost like in competition, okay. called the Hampton Singers. Now, they had their own publication. It was published in 1901, and they changed the words. It's called, Did You Hear oh. How They Crucified My Lord? Instead of being like, were you there? Like, right. were you there? Did you see this happen? This is, did you hear how? So do you want to sing it a little bit? I do. I want to hear what this different so tune it's, is. The tune is a little different, and the words are, again, similar, but just a shift in the experience. Did you hear how they crucified my Lord? Did you hear how they crucified my Lord? Oh, how it makes me Tremble, did you hear how they crucified my Lord? So different. Very close, though. I mean, very, very close. close. And you could hear how a singer might take some liberties. Yeah, and yeah. Sl- we, we actually wanted to sing it exactly right. the way it was written rhythmically, right. just so you could hear how different it is. But the thing is, is that it takes anamnesis out of it completely. What's that? That word again? <laughs> that word again, Carrie. <laughs> We're not part of the story anymore. We're just telling about it. And, you know, that is important to do in worship. It's of course. remembering and retelling. Mm-hmm. I always say that. Remembering mm-hmm. and retelling. Um, but this is just the retelling part. It's not the remembering right. part. Now, I feel like we have to talk about these Jubilee singers. So yes. we talked about that hymn, though. So the Jubilee singers really brought this tradition of singing spirituals into concert halls. Right. I mean, it wasn't... It wasn't something that people ever heard. There was no way for people in, you know, Ireland to know of these spirituals. So the Fisk Jubilee Singers traveled all over the world. This is in like the late 1800s too. So it's it's right after. They entertained kings and queens in Europe. Now, all the while, they're raising money Mm -hmm. to support their beloved school. Yes. So this is Fisk University. Mm -hmm. Fisk University opened in Nashville in 1866. Now, George White was the treasurer at the time, and he was a music professor. How's that? Nice. He's doing the music and the books. I don't want to do the books. <laughs> I don't anywhere. want to do that. <laughs> don't make me. He created a nine-member choral ensemble of students and took it on tour to earn money for the university. The group left campus on October 6th, 1871, and that is now called Jubilee Day. It is celebrated <gasps> annually to commemorate this historic day. Eventually, they earned enough money to cover all their expenses and send money back to Fisk. Wow. President Ulysses S. Grant invited them to perform at the White House. 
And they ended up raising so much money that they were able to build what's called Jubilee Hall on the campus in Nashville. It's been designated a National Historic Landmark. Oh. So guess where I want to go? Oh, my gosh. This is your captain speaking. <laughs> Let's go to Nashville. I would love to go to Nashville. I've never been. No. And we could visit Fisk University. <laughs> so this Jubilee Hall, yeah. I think I have a fun fact. Okay. <laughs> okay, in this building, there is a floor-to-ceiling portrait of the original Jubilee Singers commissioned by Queen Victoria wow. during the 1873 tour. And she did it as a gift from England to Fisk. So oh, they have wow. this old, old portrait. Oh. So I just wanted to say that they are still performing. Oh, There's so we, when we go to Nashville, we can see them in concert. Yes, I mean, I went to the website <laughs> And, you know, it says upcoming performances, but there's nothing listed. So, I mean, yeah, eventually they'll be back. But the current music director is a man by the name of Dr. Paul Kwame. He immigrated to the United States from Ghana in 1983 as a student at Fisk. He just went to be there. And, of course, he's a musician. He's talented. So he is in the Fisk Singers. He's Uh in the Fisk Jubilee Singers. He graduates. He ends up coming back to the school to work. And you can actually see on YouTube. I mean, we can share this. We'll share it. Totally. The Jubilee Singers in performance with Dr. Kwame conducting. So what an amazing tradition of singing spirituals dating all the way back from Mm -hmm. the late 1800s till now. Till now. Till now. And one of the things that's so cool about spirituals is, you know, we see them in the church for sure, but they also have like a broader appeal. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes when we do a hymn, we go, no one really knows this hymn unless they go to church. But that's not the case for these spirituals. These spirituals had a real wide appeal it took maybe it took some time yeah it took some time time. Mm -hmm. but people would like them for different reasons and it wasn't because they shared the faith or they actually believed in what they were singing about it was because they just liked the music and that music has stuck around for for generations and what is really cool is it's it's a form of music that is from America. It was birthed in America. It is here. And so many other t- genres of music have evolved from it. I mean, when you can see that blues and jazz mm-hmm. and gospel mm-hmm. came out of these spirituals. They yeah. really did. And spiritual, spirituals have just been around for so long. They had another resurgence in like the 50s and 60s oh. during the civil rights movement. I mean, the songs were like a rallying call right. to those who were, you know, demonstrating. It's being used in mainstream America. Mm-hmm. You see it. We see these spirituals that are mm-hmm. used um, in the 50s and 60s. But this song does have its challenges in churches. Right. When do you sing it? You have this one service and you have to sing, were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there when they nailed him to the tree? Mm-hmm. Were you there when they laid him in a tomb? Were you there when he rose up from the grave? Right. So when you're talking about raising from the grave on Easter, it's like this joyous occasion. Right. It doesn't feel right to sing, were you there? No, and I, I would think that maybe you could sing it for a Holy Thursday or a Good Friday service, and you don't sing that last verse. Right. So let's talk about these verses yeah. and where they come from in the Bible. What does the Bible say? I mean, of course, we're talking about the story of the crucifixion, and yeah. you can find this in any of the Gospels. Right. But that first question, were you there? When they crucified my Lord. Um, this is Matthew 27, 55 through 56. It's talking about who was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were many women there 
looking on from a distance, who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. Mm -hmm. So this is a direct answer to the question, were you there? Well, all these people were. These people were, (laughs) right. So that's sort of for were you there when they crucified him? Were you there when they nailed him to the tree? Mm -hmm. And then in the next verse, they ask, were you there when they laid him in the tomb? And we see in Luke 23, Mm -hmm. the women who had come with him from Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. They were there and we were there. We're identifying with them. Right. Yeah, so finally, were you there when he rose up from the grave? Yeah. So this is the, the resurrection. Easter, the Easter story, you yes. guys. Matthew 28, 1 through 7. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He He is is not here, for for he he has has risen as he said. Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. What does the Bible say? (laughs) Now, have you ever participated in a church that did something for the Stations of the Cross? I have never done the Stations of the Cross myself. I've read about them. I know about them. Right. So a little bit of background. It's a traditional devotion tracing the events on the way to Christ's crucifixion. Mm -hmm. Now, the devotion actually has its roots in the practice of pilgrimage to Jerusalem. So people who would be making the pilgrimage to Jerusalem, especially to sites along the way to the cross. I mean, so is that someplace we can be going soon? where's our captain? This is your captain. (laughs) We're going to go to Jerusalem. Someday, Someday. I really want to. I know, don't you? (laughs) Yes. Now, in the 15th century, it actually became difficult for Christians to visit Jerusalem. So in Europe, the Franciscans would erect these outdoor shrines to recall the holy places so that they could make their pilgrimage sort of outside and do it there in in their own hometown. Without traveling all the way to Jerusalem. And then, of course, this tradition was brought to churches. You didn't have to go to Europe and you didn't have to go to Jerusalem. Jerusalem, right. You could go right to your own home church. So there are traditional prayers that accompany this devotion, and it's just supposed to give you an opportunity to meditate on the mystery of Christ's death on the cross. Mm -hmm. It often happens on that Good Friday, but it can really happen anytime during Lent. Mm -hmm. And sometimes even churches will use like live actors portraying the events. It can be it can be any number of things and, and people can be a little creative in how it's done. Right. So what I found were 14 different verses to Were You There that correspond with each station of the cross. Mm -hmm. So I thought I would just go through the 14 stations, the 14 verses. Some of them are going to be verses you've never heard before. These are brand new to us. Have you heard 14 verses? No. No. And of course, it's just that one question. Right. I'll give you the words of the him. And then I will say the station of the cross. Okay. So what we have while we say these 14 yeah. verses, what we have to listen to is just a beautiful 
instrumental arrangement mm-hmm. of Were You There. Right. It's not either of us playing. No, no. It's this musician in Minnesota. His mm-hmm. name is Carl Colhays, and he's an awesome guitar player. We're yeah. going to have his uh, information on our social media because you can go to his YouTube channel and yep. see a lot of his stuff. Mm-hmm. But I love what he does with Were You There. Yeah. So please listen to his music and just meditate on these words Mm -hmm. of Jesus' way to the cross. Were you there when they sentenced him to die? Jesus is condemned to death. Were you there when his shoulder bore the cross? Jesus takes up his cross. Were you there when he fell beneath the cross? Jesus falls the first time. Were you there when that mother met her son? Jesus meets his mother. Were you there when Simon held the cross? Simon of Cyrene helps Jesus carry his cross. Were you there when the woman brought the towel? Veronica wipes the face of Jesus. Were you there when he fell unto the ground? Jesus falls the second time. Did you weep with the women on the way? Jesus meets the weeping women of Jerusalem. Were you there when he fell one final time? Jesus falls the third time. Were you there when they stripped him of his clothes? Jesus is stripped of his garments. Were you there when they nailed him to the cross? Jesus is nailed to the cross. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Jesus dies on the cross. Were you there when they took him from the cross? Jesus is taken down from the cross. Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Jesus is laid in the tomb. So some of those might be new to you. I mean, they're definitely new to us. Yeah. And, you know, we read that not everything that happens in the Stations of the Cross are from the Bible. Right. Some of them came from what they call extra biblical texts. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. they're not totally familiar to us and they may not be familiar to you, but they do come from these texts that are outside of the Bible. Right. I just thought it was so beautiful. I love that guitar music. I know. I thought it was nice. And, you know, church, churches aren't open because of COVID. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you would have wanted to try out a Stations of the Cross this, this year, year just to see what yeah. it was like. And you can't. So maybe on Good Friday, revisit this podcast yeah. and listen to just that section again. And you can pause it and kind of have your own quiet time as you reflect on it. Mm-hmm. We really hope that these podcasts are a time of worship and devotion for you. Mm-hmm. We want them to be fun. We yep. want you to laugh. Full of joy. Yes, but and we want you to learn something. It would be right. great if you could learn something you never heard before. But this week in particular. Yeah, yeah. we want you to be able to worship too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... We have some more beautiful music to share. I love this. Okay, so this is a gentleman. He actually performed and recorded Were You There last year for Easter. It was for a virtual service because, Mm -hmm. of course, the churches weren't open last Easter. It was the La Sierra University Church, and his name is Anthony Leon. And this is him singing Were Were You you there? There. 
All right, to end today, we have this scripture verse from Hebrews, Mm -hmm. chapter 4, verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, Mm -hmm. but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Jesus knows exactly what you're going Mm -hmm. through, and he is there for you. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And the African-American slaves who wrote these spirituals knew that to be true. Mm-hmm. And we know it today. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you were singing along. We'll yeah. see you next time. This was Him Talk, Twin Talk. Talk. Bye, Bye, everyone. Bye.